Welcome back to another episode here in the next studio. Today we are jumping right back in with Prophet Andre. The last episode was seriously so good. Oh Jordan. yeah, oh it, it was, was amazing. So good. It Come was on. great. Yeah, we got to learn a lot about the office of the prophetic and how to distinguish between the real prophecy and what is counterfeit. Jordan, I'm so glad you're here with me today. Are you ready to jump right in this episode? Dude, I am so ready. Last episode was incredible. incredible. I learned. I learned so much about the prophetic, yeah. but if you haven't watched it, be sure to go back and check it out because today's is going to be building on the foundation we left on the last one. However, Andre, I want to know more about specifically the gift of prophecy. Where do you draw the line? Because obviously you have the ability to snap in and out of both, both um, playing fields. Yes. Where do you draw the line in your personal life so that you don't end up walking 24-7 around town just randomly prophesying over it, which is, which is awesome and it's life-changing, but how, how do you decide? You're talking about the gift now. Exactly. Uh-huh. So um, even though I can prophesy 24 hours a day, it doesn't mean that I should. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still led by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. I've got the gift, but I'm still submitted to Him. And so even when I minister in, in a meeting, I can minister to everyone. But I want to minister to who the Holy Spirit is ministering to. And so I'm still subjected to Him. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? There's, there's certain people, everyone, everyone needs a word from God. But there's certain people that is in a critical place in their life. And they really need to hear from God at that moment. And so whatever it might be, what they, if I mean if it's, if it's urgent or they've been praying for, for uh, I mean, a couple of weeks or whatever it might be, I'm drawn to specific people. And what draws me is the Holy Spirit. And so I don't minister to everything that moves, breathes, and walks. I'm looking still for the direction of the Holy Spirit. Now, when it comes to the giftings, the gift is for the church. If you read about nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and the office, it is to build the church. It's to, it's to strengthen the church. And so... A lot of people take that and they go into all the world and they want to prophesy and heal everything out there. But through that, they pollute the gift. They make it cheap. Because I don't want to take the Holy Spirit to a place where he's not appreciated. Mm. And he doesn't want to be there either. And so the gift is for the church. It's for God's people. It's to strengthen God's people. And so um, that is also... I mean, I'm, I'm called to the church. God is still, God's church is still part of his end plan. We're never yeah. going to get to a place where it's not about what is the church, that gathering. Mm-hmm. What, what gathering? Believers. Believers that comes together. And, so, and so, the, so prophecy is to strengthen the believers. Because in the midst of that, an unbeliever sees that and then is drawn to God. Hmm. This is, I mean, how does that work? Well, I was going to ask you the next question was like, Obviously, you focusing on the church. Have there been stories with, with you doing that to an unbeliever? And what's the craziest thing you've seen happen in your own life? Yes. I mean, a lot of times um, how God would do that. But again, uh, God would do that and use that to draw them closer to him. Hmm. And so he would use specific things. And, and that's where word of knowledge comes in more. Hmm. Is names, dates, places, events. And there's a purpose for that. God uses that gift to draw them to him. Um, so that he can start to speak into their current situation and future. But I've seen that several times where God would do that. But in again, in the meeting, not in the street, in the meeting, where God would come and, and minister to that individual. Remember, even though that person is an unbeliever, uh, God, the Holy Spirit, led them to that meeting. 
he draw them to that group, he draw them wow. to that place. And there is a, a level of sacrifice because um, that person, there's an invitation that comes to that person where God's saying, go to that place, go to that meeting, and now they have to decide. Hmm. Will I do this or not? So there's a sacrifice. Hmm. Um, if they say, no, I don't want God, they're missing what God has for them. But for them to to come and, and, say, and say, okay, okay, I'll be obedient. Just to come and sit in that meeting, there's already obedience, and the Holy Spirit has drawn them to that place. There's already been a sacrifice. And now he can minister to them. And so he's already prepared their hearts. And so that's what I feel when it comes to prophecy. Um, it's precious. I've seen how, how prophecy has changed and transformed people's lives. I see the beauty of it. And uh, it's something that, that's precious to me. If someone is not interested in it, if they don't want it, if they don't desire it, you're not going to give it to them. You're not going to give something that's so precious to you to someone that has no respect and no honor for that. And so if they are drawn to that, then it's released. And again, we're talking about hunger the last couple of days. That hunger, I mean, makes it easy to prophesy, function every any gift in a room of hungry people. Hmm. Easy to, to mean to feed them when there's that desire and that hunger. Does that mean, like, if you're walking through the mall and you start seeing people, does God start speaking to you about the people like you pass? Or, like, has there ever been someone that, like, maybe has been hungry after the Lord, but they happen to be in public? Does he speak yes. to them, and do you walk out to them and he give does. them a word? He does. So, remember, I can, I can see and prophesy over everyone. and So, I don't have to ask God for the word. I have the word. Yeah. So, anyone, <laughs> anyone that I see, I can I have a word. And, I mean, I can sit... And that's how I trained myself um, uh, in my spare time. Even when I'm on a plane, I would sit on a plane. I would look at people and get words for them. I don't give it to them. I just train my senses, train myself, yeah. walk in the room, pick up things. But I can do that. But uh, sometimes I just want to, I mean, again, that's ministry. Um, there's times where I, I want to just focus on God. Yeah. I'm not there to do anything else. I want to be focused on him at that moment. But yes, the Lord has used me, has spoken to me specifically about that. But then the way that I would minister in the public uh, is not the way that I would minister in the church. The way I would minister to the public is the way that Jesus ministered to the woman at the well. The relationship. How did he minister? He asked questions. Yeah. <laughs> he asked so, questions. And yeah. then through that, he started to minister to them. They didn't even know. That lady didn't know. By the end, it hit her that, wow, my whole life just changed. And so never, I mean, so we don't, in the, in, in, I mean, in, a, in the mall place, I don't walk up to someone and say, hey, listen, I'm a prophet. Are you ready for a prophetic word? I walk to them yeah. and say, listen, um, I compliment them. Um, I really like your shoes. You've got nice shoes on. Immediately they start to open up. Mm -hmm. And then I, whatever God's shown me, I mean, they're going through a difficult time right now in their life. But let's say suicide's on them. So I would go to them and say, wow, you've got nice shoes on. Start the conversation. And then say to them, listen, it's strange to me, but I really seeing something special in your life. There's something just about you that you're carrying. And I see something positive about you. It's just wording, wording. Yeah. And I mean, they, it changes everything. When they walk away there, I mean, now the Holy Spirit starts to minister to them. Yeah. And, uh, and they're taking that compliment, which is a prophetic word. But they don't know it's prophecy yet. But they're taking it as a compliment, and it's starting to draw them closer to God because the enemy tried to come and s steal their life. I mean, wanted, to f wanted them to focus on the negative things and, and their self-worth and that. Now God comes up, and he builds up their identity, builds up their value, and it saves them from that. And so the method is different. Wow. 
Is there in any of those moments, have you ever come across anything that like has been like hard for you in a way of like something maybe that has God showed you something that you didn't want to see or like something that is anything uncomfortable or like, like I know you said like a lot of it's not negative or none of it's negative, but we have the power to speak against something that is. Has he showed you something that's been like a lot of stuff and we have to address those things. I think what people don't understand with spirit of discernment is that the reason, you know, we think we discern and now we have to pray because we've discerned it. But we don't know how spirit of discernment works. As we dis- when we discern, we have authority over that situation. Mm-hmm. We already have authority. But now you have to exercise that authority, whatever you've picked up. And so I have experienced it several times. So two things you've asked. One is, I mean, you've seen basically more than you were supposed to see <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. Kind yes, of, yeah. because you can train yourself. But I still have to be careful and obedient to what God is saying. I have to have integrity mm-hmm. and say, God, what do you want me to say? And so I can see, you see, the reason is, I mean, if I talk about here's a person sitting right now, and now I see, because I've trained myself, I've seen, I see 20 years from now what's happening in their life. But right now, it'll, it'll only be a distraction to them. It's irrelevant right now. And so um, <laughs> I want them to focus because... <laughs> Uh, they need to study now, but they don't want to hear that. They want to hear about where they're going. And so I need to f- rather focus on that, where they are in this season, in where they are going. And so I have to trust God in what I see as well. I have to trust the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? And I can sense it in the Spirit. I can sense when I have to stop. I'll minister, and the Holy Spirit will say to me, stop. I had this strange situation. This couple, young couple, in church, they decided that they're going to get married. They decided that. And they decided they're going to do it in the U.S. And uh, they're from Sri Lanka, this couple. And um, the pastor knows about it. They've spoken to him about it. But they've asked him to keep it a secret because they don't want to announce it now. <laughs> and they, because, uh, I mean, they want to wait for the right moment. So I'm prophesying to them. And as I prophesy to them, I see they're going to get engaged in America. I see that. But then I want to say it, but the Holy Spirit says don't say it. Don't say it. I mean, don't speak it now. And so I really see it. And I really want to say it because it's, uh, that's what I see. But then I feel the Holy Spirit saying, no, no, stop. Don't say it right now. And so afterwards, I speak to the pastor about it. Do you says, know how irritating this is? <laughs> as, as someone who has wanted prophetic words before, and I sit there and I'm like, and I'll, I'll be praying about something and he'll start. And I've had people prophesy over me before. And it's like, and they go and they go and they go. In my head, I've got like, just this word lord like yes everything else was great okay maybe that didn't line up with what i was already believing. maybe that be revealed later but it's just i just want this question confirmed yes and he skips right over it and then the holy spirit will be like that's not your problem right now yeah i'll yeah. come back to that later when, you, when you're ready for that answer i uh, will come and readdress that that's oh my word it was like yesterday too like you said you saw something like 10 years from now that's not important that oh. <laughs> that, that almost gets me more like oh man i will I wonder, uh, but yeah. like I, I know mean, I can feel that it's like I have God to God will reveal it to you. If you pray and ask God, He will show you. Yeah. God will show you. I mean, He will show you more than that. He will start to give you, I mean, direction and pictures of things, vivid things of where you're going and geographically, uh, where you're going to be, hmm. what you're going to do. I mean, He will reveal that to you. So remember, with God, there's no limitation. Hmm. So what I'm saying now is prophets, they prophesy in part, but not God. When you spend time with God, He will reveal stuff to you. But mm-hmm. then God also knows us. And so He's not going to just share stuff with you and then you 
then he sees you 10 years later. <laughs> so <laughs> God's, God's going to build that relationship with you. It's going to walk yeah. with you. How would you say we, we then differentiate what our, our thoughts go? Like, okay, so I won't lie. Yesterday, I had my thoughts kind of go everywhere. And I was sitting, not, maybe it was me being selfish, but I I'd sat there like, all right, you know what, God, I've got a list of big decisions coming up. I've got some major stuff happening in my life. If you could confirm or deny some of these things that are on my plate now, that it makes it easier for me tomorrow, that'd be fantastic. And nothing happened. And nothing happened. You just stared at me for the whole episode and it was very, it was very uncomfortable. I'm just sitting there waiting for something. <laughs> and nothing happened. So the next morning, my thought, my thought process just goes everywhere. And I'm just like, Holy Spirit, like, I just want you to speak to me. Just explain some of the things that I'm going through right now so that I can just have peace about it. Because I'm tired of thinking about it now. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to sit here being like, "Well, we have a prophet over, and uh, if I just think about this all day, and I really pray about this all day, come on. he's gonna start and he's gonna prophesy." And so I said, "Holy Spirit, like I'm just gonna give you this now. I'm not stressing over this anymore. Like you can confirm it to me, but whatever you have on on his heart to prophesy, let him speak that rather than let him speak my own words." And yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit kind of corrected me, like, like Jordan, um, do you want you to speak or do you want me to speak? Because at the moment, like you're just having your thought process go. And how, how would you say, even if a prophet doesn't, and we don't have that direct encounter with God yeah. that way, in our own personal lives, how do we be careful not to let our thoughts go somewhere? Yes. Now, we know you've touched already on you know, the difference between good and evil and how we can distinguish between the devil and God and yes. how we can, between lies and truth. How do we distinguish between what's our truth and what's God's truth? Yes. In our own lives. So explain this scripture to me. I'm going to give you a scripture and you give me the interpretation of it. Okay, you ready for it? Oh. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. He says, But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. He who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Jeez. Explain that. That makes me think of when I wake up in the morning and before I go through emails and before I go through texts and respond, like I have a personal rule. I will not send a text message in the morning until I've had my quiet time. And the reason I do that, and I, can, I, think, I think the reason I do that, never, never thought about it too much, is that I don't want to say something that I'm not supposed to say. Well, I don't want to have thoughts about something that I'm not supposed to have until I've spoken with God. Because yeah. if I can't wake up and give God my mind first, then why does this person need a text from me? Or why do I need to go through Instagram or see what's happening on our, on our Facebook page? Yeah. Or something? And so with doing that, I guess the reasoning behind it is what the verse is saying. If you give God everything and if you decide to make a covenant with God, his thoughts become your thoughts yeah. and his ways become your ways. Yes. Yeah. And I was thinking too, the, like that's becoming one is intimacy between. Yeah. So are you united with the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> so you're already united with the Lord, but you're still doubting whether it's your thoughts or his thoughts. <laughs> Understand? Acts says, he says in Acts, because in him we live and move and have our being. We one with him in spirit. And so it's difficult. The more he tries to make us one, the more we try to separate the two. Hmm. I mean, what's my thoughts and his thoughts? My ways, his way. My, uh, so, so people say, but yeah, but, I, but uh, the day when you accept Christ, 
the way when you accept him, you surrender yourself and you're saying, I accept you and your will for my life. That's what happens when we accept him in our lives. So the day when we accept him, we become united with him. Hmm. At that moment, his thoughts becomes my thoughts. We are one. I don't want to buy that car. We want to buy it. I don't want to eat that meal. We want to eat it. So we're making decisions together. And this changes everything because the majority of people make decisions and after that they're trying to pray the, the will of God into that decision. So it means that you already have doubt. You've done that, but you're not sure if God is in it. But it changes everything if you're doing something and you know He's with you in it. Wow. What does it do? It gives you confidence. And so, and so <laughs> what you are saying right now is religious because you're saying that you are united with the Lord, but you're still unsure whether you have his thoughts oh come on that's what religion does it split separates the two he just you were united and so i i believe that you've made a decision i believe you don't want to do your own will i believe that you're willing to do what god wants to do with your life you were willing to sacrifice that's what i believe and so therefore your thoughts is his thoughts the stuff that you think of and so now again you go, you're going one step forward two steps back one step forward, two steps back. And so we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, when that thought comes, it's, yes, Lord, I hear you. You've given your thought. You've given him that place in your life to come and, and take him. But people are so, um, they're so afraid that they miss it. They're so afraid that they miss, miss what God is. Listen, when you are in relationship with God, it's impossible to miss it. Because even if you miss it, he will make everything work for the good. To get you back into the place that you need to be because you have a heart that is for God. And again, I'm speaking to, to listeners right now that have a heart for God. I'm not talking about people that get up in the morning and say, I'm, I'm going to do everything today to go against God's will for my life. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are saying, yes, I make mistakes in my life, but I want what God has for me. And so you are one with Him. And so you need to function from that place. You need to grow in that confidence that 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 I, what I, what I've got his thoughts. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about that. So I'm <laughs> just, that's amazing. Oh my word. Then I think, I think to close, what I'd like to ask yes. is for those of us who have seen not only just today with you, but have, have watched people give prophetic words or speak words of knowledge. How do we as young people start practicing that wisely again and like you said there's there's the, we have to differ differentiate between what should be spoken what shouldn't be spoken. practice the gift how do how do you practice the gift exactly you say exactly um start giving people words of encouragement that's it go out not to prophesy to people or to predict things or to give people direction but decide that i'm gonna i'm going to encourage someone today the truth is Everyone in the world needs hope. Everyone. And so get up and say, I'm going to at least encourage one person today. One person. And then when you become faithful with that, then God starts to add more. And so today you stand up and you go to that person and you, in, you prophesy. You encourage them and you're saying, um, I, uh, I really see um, just, the, just great things that God has for you. You've been faithful with that. Next time when you look at them, God gives you more. <laughs> understand wow. that because you're becoming a steward he adds more and more and more to it now to explain the move of the holy spirit to you 
the Holy Spirit loves it when we encourage people. And so remember I told you about the shoes. When yeah. I said to that, that, that guy, I like your shoes, immediately the Holy Spirit stepped in. Because <laughs> he wants to be part of the place where people are getting encouraged. People are strengthened. People are loved. So immediately the anointing comes in. It starts to grow because he wants to be part of it. And so don't have the, uh, the idea or that I have to go out now and I have to prophesy and I have to be accurate and I have to, be, I have, to have specific dates and times. And don't go for that. Have the motive in your heart to say, I want to encourage someone. The right word from God can change a person's life. It doesn't have to be a paragraph or a 15-minute prophecy. The, the, the right word from God will change a person's life. You're saying now that you're praying for just that one thing they have to address. It's one word, just one area, it's just one tipping point. And so, I mean, when that comes, it will just completely change. And that's what we trust in God for us. God, and so people want, they want to speak about all these things. Just trust God for one word. Say, God. And I've seen now God has even used our wording. Hmm. Not, not, you have, don't have to change your words. The way you speak, because God will use your words to speak into that person's life and address things. But the motive is, I want to help people. I want to encourage them. I want to strengthen them. But you have to develop that gift. It's a muscle. You have to exercise it. Um, they, people say today that they say this person is accurate. There's no such thing as accurate prophets and inaccurate. <laughs> Everyone is accurate. The difference is they've developed the gift. They've trained it. The more they've trained it, the more accurate is the word they've become. But it's the same gift, but they've developed that. And so... By going out and, and starting to function and bring words of encouragement to people and motivate them, build them up, the more you do that, the more you're going to develop the gift. Becoming a steward, God will add more and it will start to grow um, more and more. God will entrust you with more. But it has to start somewhere. Hmm. Do you want to say something before we close out? I'm about speechless, but I thank you so much for uh, coming here and explaining more of the prophetic. It really, it touched my life a lot just through some of the teachings and the understanding I had. I know a lot of our listeners probably got taken to a deeper level and even the non-believers, I'm sure this ignites a fire to get to know Jesus like you do. Just to know, like it's it's really it just set me on fire to know him on a personal level. Yes, that's yeah. It. To set and like you said, exactly, God moved exactly the way you explained it. He gave me a prophetic word, and that brought me to go seek the Lord on yes. a deeper level. Yes. Like Lord, I want what you have, and I know yeah. that comes through relationship. Now it's not through the works. Yes, and I think this has given me a new perspective on on prophecy because I had looked at it as something that was very impressive. I was looking at something that's very more like. You see someone prophesy and you're like, wow, God is insane. Like to think that he knows our thoughts and he knows our lives and he yes. can use someone else to explain that to us. But now I look at it completely different and all I see is God's love for people. Yes. And it's like, I went from this, this, you know, God is powerful. God is almighty. We, we understand that. But now this changes that now God is personal. Yes. Now God is real to people. Now God wants relationship with people. And to think that there's an entire office set up in the spiritual realm for just connecting people to God blows my mind. That's how much God loves it. There are people that just like yourself who for the rest of their life, and obviously all of us are called to love others. All of us are called to Amen. flow in different gifts and that, but there's people like you who dedicate their entire lives, not for glory, not for fame, not to be the coolest person, not to predict who's going to be the next president, yeah. 
just to bring people to Jesus That's and show them that there's actually a God out there who doesn't, doesn't want you to worship him. He doesn't want you to just love on him all the time. He wants to be with you yeah. and he loves you and he loved you first. And that's why we love him back. Amen. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's changed the way I, I see that. And it will, I'll never, I'll never be the same. I can't look at the and subject I, I the believe, same. I mean, God's busy ra- raising up young people. He's raising yeah. up a generation that's going to function in the prophetic and do crazy mm-hmm. things. I mean, that's Amen. part of it. He's going to do that. Come I mean, on. people are going to look at these young people and they're going to be amazed again at how accurate they are. And, <laughs> at, and I mean, how just what they have and what they're walking in. But that gets birthed in relationship. They don't know about the intimate place. They don't know about what they've been through. They don't know about stuff that these young people went through. Yeah. And so young people think that what they've been through is a disadvantage. I'm saying today it's an advantage of what they've been through. Because even if they've been through that stuff, they've, they've still developed a heart and love for God. And so he lift them up. He will use them. And, and we will see. I mean, we need to see darkness is increasing. There's no doubt. We have fortune tellers. We have things that's increasing. There's, I mean, there's a magicians today that's out there, and I believe it's not magic. They are doing some stuff with spirits, yeah. but they're operating it. But we're going to see the church. We're going to see Amen. young people stand up and do greater things than that. But this is the difference. God will be glorified. Come on. Amen. God will be glorified. They will, they will walk in the supernatural. That is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that prophet that goes out and does the miraculous but then points back to God. Wow. That's what I'm looking for. That's wow. what we're going to see. A Joel, a Joel 228 generation. Yes. Where the sons and daughters prophesy or a Romans 8 generation because like, and Romans 8 speaks about how the entire earth groans and moans yes. for the sons and daughters of That's God it. to rise up and take Come their on. rightful place. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Andre, thank you again for coming. Thank for you for sure. coming back <laughs> to finish this up. We awesome. like, you are promising we are coming. Well, you probably know already because the prophet. <laughs> but we, we're going to do this again. Well, you're we'll coming back. I, I'm like, you're, it's not we'll even an option it. anymore. It's yeah. not. It's not optional we'll at this point. We're going to do this again, and I cannot wait for that day. But until then, thank you for coming. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you had an amazing time. I hope you were as equally blessed as I am. Once again, guys, we are the next. We're here to inspire believers, equip the next generation, and expand the kingdom of God. 